Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. And today on the show, my friends, I have seen Black Widow. So we're going to be jumping into Black Widow here. Uh, we're going to do some non-spoiler and some spoiler here uh, with the show. But a little bit of housekeeping here as always. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Marturk, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Calm. So yes, we've seen Black Widow. And like I said yesterday, we actually didn't go to the theaters originally planned. Things kind of fell through, so we actually just watched it um, here at the house. But here's an interesting thing. So in our basement, we have, uh, you know, it's kind of like our, our game room slash movie room. Uh, a couple years ago, I bought my wife a stand-up popcorn machine. And a lot of times, you know, we buy candy and stuff for down there. Well, after the movie, after watching it here at home, my wife said to me, now this is my wife who loved going back to the movies on Saturday night. She said, you know what? She said, after going to the movies on Saturday night, she goes, I think I would just be fine if movies just released like that from here on out. And we just watched it in the basement. She's like, the popcorn, you know, it's kind of similar. It's not the same, but it's close. And I was kind of shocked at that. I was like, really? Like, you you want to just not, <laughs> not go to the movies anymore? And she was like, well, no, you know, maybe some movies. But, you know, I just wish all movies would just kind of release like that. And it kind of got me thinking, like... There is that movie experience, and I'm someone who's always going to defend that. But, you know what, maybe there are some movies that, which Black Widow was a movie I wanted to see in the theaters. This is not a movie I'm saying that I'm glad I watched it at home. Um, But you know what, there probably are a lot of movies that, you know, I think we would pay for if they did release this way, rather than go to the film. So, I don't know, something to think about, something to chew on. Let me know your thoughts. Hit me on Twitter or or email me. I just don't know if you think, like, if this just was the structure that all movies move to like whatever let's put it this way what if they came up with whatever service they were going to release on be it hbo max amazon prime netflix whatever what if that service then negotiated and on the day and date in theater came up with the same thing this premiere access the 30 bucks and put it out do you think the movie industry would be okay to go ahead and move forward doing that I don't know. Let me know. Let me know your thoughts. But let's talk some Black Widow. So, you know, non-spoiler chat here first uh, before we jump in. Because also, I, I will say too, when I do get into the spoiler bits of this, I don't know really how deep I'm going to go into and speculation and that like we normally do with like the Loki stuff or the Disney Plus shows because um, I would like to do a much broader spoiler cast um, on this movie. Being that we have it on um, Disney Plus premiere access. Uh, I definitely want to watch it again before I really get into more kind of speculation in that with it. And uh, I do want to get some of our patrons who are interested in doing a spoiler cast with me. So I think we're going to do that. Um, some of the voices you hear normally um, on the uh, Patreon podcast, I want to get them on. We're going to do a spoiler cast at some point here uh, in the coming week or so. I definitely want to do that because I think that would be awesome to kind of get them on and just kind of just gush about this movie. Uh, but okay, so non-spoiler con- talk. Um, loved it. Thought it was great. The action was just top-notch was awesome um really really enjoyed all the fight scenes um you know obviously scarlett johansson is just fantastic in this florence Pugh, who plays her sister um you know yelena is just oh man like what a great addition to the mcu yelena belova is an awesome character to be in here um you know florence Pugh just nails it the uh humor that was there you know between her and scarlett johansson i thought was just awesome um, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of uh, Yelena Belova here moving forward, uh, which, you know, kind of, I guess, kind of a spoiler alert, not really, but she has been cast um, to appear in the Hawkeye series. So there you go. That's kind of an interesting bit. So we are pretty much confirmed going to see her again. Um, David Harbour playing the Red Guardian. 
uh, or is Alexei Shostakov, um, was great. I mean, I, I you know, Yelena had brought a little bit of comedy between her and Scarlett Johansson, but David Harbour brought all the comedy. He was just perfect in this role. I really hope we get some more Red Guardian um, down the line, and I don't know where that would be, uh, but he was just awesome, like, in that role. Kind of as a, you know, a washed-up, um, you know, knockoff Russian Captain America is essentially what he was playing, and it was just, man, I mean, he did such a great job. Uh, playing that character and uh, you know just looked a mess every time you saw him on screen you're just like man this guy is washed up you know gut hanging out all sweaty like it, it just oh my god it was perfect it was just absolutely perfect he was like the perfect opposite of uh, Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson whenever they were on screen together it was just great just great uh, and he played a pretty stereotypical you know Russian tough guy drunk um, but uh, I loved it. it. I say drunk, but I mean, you know, he really wasn't drunk, really. <laughs> I'm trying to think really at any point in the movie. I don't think we really saw that. But it just, that was just kind of the way he was, like just the way his character was. He was very simple, very simple character. Uh, Rachel Weiss as Melina, uh, playing as, um, you know, essentially their quote-unquote mother in the film. Um, she was awesome as well. You know, kind of seeing her in that role. There's a couple moments where she gets to uh, kick some ass too, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, you know, the, the plot line of this with them kind of as their little family unit I thought was good, you know, the, the, so on our Discord, I think Lagnus has been saying that he thought the pacing of the film was, was great, and, um, it was, you know, the, it kind of, you hit the ground running, and you have a couple, like, action, 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 and then you have, like, this downtime in the middle that really kind of builds up, um, kind of that, that family bond between the family that I thought was, um, just kind of interesting, and, and, um, you know, I thought that was cool, um, the overall plot of essentially what Black Widow was trying to do, uh, with her sister and, and the um, the villain, if you want to say, uh, of the movie of Ray Winstone playing Drakov, um, I thought worked. I thought it was good. You know, it, it was a great way to, you know, I was kind of wondering like, all right, well, how are they going to blend in like Taskmaster and, you know, bring in Drakov here and, and have us not think about like, well, where were they during all these films? Like, why didn't we see any of that? It all makes sense. You know, having Drakov be essentially the villain, and um, the creator of the Red Room, um, you know, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It all made sense. Um, Taskmaster in this film, um, badass. Uh, your first introduction to them is uh, pretty, pretty wild. You know, they really key in on the fact that Taskmaster can watch somebody and um, learn all their moves and basically mirror them. They even, I think, mentioned that later on in the film. Um, it was awesome. Every scene that they were in was just fantastic. Um, so I, I would hope we get some more something like Taskmaster in the future. I don't know kind of where Taskmaster ends in here, where that's going to go. Um, but uh, I liked it. I know there's been a lot of feedback to Taskmaster. Uh, but the MCU, they took a little bit of a different approach. And um, I like this approach. You know, if you're expecting the Taskmaster, we know from the comics or the Taskmaster you saw from Marvel's Avengers or Marvel's Spider-Man, the video games, um, that's not this Taskmaster. And I'm cool with that. I think it's neat. I actually think it is really cool um, in what they did. So overall, watch this movie. Um, there is one post-credit scene. Not going to talk about it here, but um, we'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that here in the spoiler bit here in a second. So, um, loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know, you know, I'm, people are ranking their movies. I, I can't rank this, you know, it's, it's just good, man. It's good. Go see the movie. It's great. Um, you, you know, go in though, expecting 
again, that this takes place, this is what, uh, after Civil War, just kind of like between Civil War um, and Infinity War, so you're kind of at that point right now, so Natasha is on the run, uh, Cap's on the run, um, so that's kind of where you are right now uh, in the story with this, uh, but it's a great side diversion, and I hope, you know, we get to see some more of, uh, of uh, you know, kind of what's happened, there was a moment here where I think some people were like, <gasps> you know, your heart kind of stop up. We'll talk about that here. So let's get into some spoiler territory here. So if you have not seen the movie yet, we'll talk to you soon. Check back in the podcast tomorrow. It's the uh, the Loki finale tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All right, here we go. Spoilers. So as I was just mentioning, let's just jump right into the post-credits scene. Obviously, Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus comes back as Valentina, who, of course, we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, when she approached John Walker there at the end, U.S. agent, and... Um, yeah, so now we we know. Really, at this point, that's the thing. Like, Yelena has been working for Valentina at this point. This Because she's basically saying she's on vacation. This isn't like, hey, come work with me. It's like, no, nah, she's working for her now. Really had me wondering, had this movie come out last year, like originally intended, what would that post credit scene had been? It would have had to have been different, right? Because we would not have seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet. Would that scene have been her approaching her kind of for the first time than the, the, the Walker scene in... Falcon Winter Soldier maybe would have been different and similar to this scene. Um, but so, um, you know, having it end with uh, Valentina showing her Hawkeye Clint's image um, was interesting. So that makes sense why Yelena is going to show up in the Hawkeye series, obviously trying to take him out because she, Valentina, is blaming Hawkeye for Natasha's death, is where that goes, which. You know, we know that she chose to sacrifice herself. It's not his fault, uh, but Valentina knows no better. Valentina, her whole life, having been mind controlled in that, even though it was chemically induced mind control, um, you know, hey, maybe she's just gonna go along with it because that's she's a very impressionable person, obviously. So um, we're just gonna have to wait and see where that goes. But I think that's great, kind of tying it into Hawkeye because that was the thing. Like when this movie's coming out, it's like how are they gonna really tie this to anything in the future since it's in the past? Great way to do it. Now, my wife brought up a good point. Like how. If you're trying to watch, if you sit someone down and you're like, hey, let's watch all the MCU in chronological order, not in release order, you can't watch that end credit scene because it spoils it. Or, well, I guess you would, it doesn't really spoil it, but you have no clue what's going on there. So I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, you know what? You're right. You know, if you watch them in release order, it's fine. You watch them chronologically, you have no clue what, what that scene is or who she is. Um, kind of interesting they went that way, which is something they've never really done before with these these post credit scenes. Um but just speaking of the the mind control and the the chemical manipulation, I thought that was great. I thought you know adding that in as Drakov's method for training the women within the red room, and um, you know having that be Natasha's driving force. Because you know one interesting bit here is you know we learn of kind of what a ruthless killer Natasha has been. We've always heard her and Clint talk about oh back in Budapest, back in Budapest. Um, you know wish we were back there. Well. We found out what happened there, and that was that, you know, essentially they tried or thought they were killing Dracoff, but in the process also killed his daughter, Antonia, who at the time looked like she was only like 14 or 15, and Natasha is content with that. You know, like, Natasha through her life, obviously, and we could kind of see this in a lot of the MCU, like, has pain, right? It has some sort of emotional pain, and a lot of that, you know, you think of is probably just due to her training, Clearly, I mean, she. we find out she was stolen from her parents. I think we just knew that. You know, that's like, uh, yes, to train an assassin girl like this, you had to have, right? You, you, she couldn't have been, this wasn't, she was never given up by her parents willfully um, to be trained like that. But I think part of her emotional pain really also 
comes from what has happened in that moment, you know, always thinking like, hey, sure, I took out the man who um, was responsible for making me who I am today, but look what the cost was, right? It was at the cost of killing this innocent girl who really wasn't her fault. Now, Natasha may kind of settle in on that by saying, well, maybe she kind of saved that girl, right? Maybe she saved her from not having to become like Natasha. Um, but either way, you know, she killed her. But then we learn she didn't do either of the things. She didn't kill Drakov, and she sure as hell didn't kill Antonia because here we go, folks. The MCU's taskmaster is indeed Antonia Drakov. So Drakov was able to um, essentially put this chip in his daughter and, and kind of reconstruct her face. And she goes into this taskmaster suit because that's what I thought was cool. was like, you know, rather than just a superpower like of, Hey, she can just mimic it. We get those, those images of like the visor, almost like a Iron Man, like the, the Tony Stark helmet, you know, what he sees inside him or even war machine kind of see inside their helmet. That's what taskmaster sees. And that's how she learns to do that. Um, I like it. I think making taskmaster and going down that path, was a very, very interesting twist. Did not see that coming, had no clue at all, and I thought it was great. I, you know, sure, I wish we got that, the Taskmaster that we all know and love from the comics and from the video, who was very well portrayed in the video games. You know, if, and who knows, we could still get that. That's something we could still get. That's where, you know, I'm, it's like, wait a minute, no, we, we could get that. Sure, Antonia now, her mind has been cleared because, I mean, we'll talk about the, the antidote here in a second. Um, but I think, you know, going down that route and making it different, I think, is cool as hell. Honestly, I thought that was great. And it fits with the MCU. It fits with kind of everything we've seen up to this point rather than just random dude who can mimic people. Like, look, I, I've read Taskmaster in the comics. I don't know his origin. I've never read the origin of Taskmaster. I know there's a book. I think a, a, a miniseries they've run here somewhat recently about him. Uh, maybe over the last, I want to say it might even be within the last like year or so, but even going back further than that, even if it's that, that's the story's out there. I've never read it. I don't know it. But this makes sense within the MCU. And so I think it's cool. And all the scenes that you know she was in, just, just fighting like crazy, man. When, I mean, the fight on the bridge. And like when you first see her, and you know her and Natasha are fighting, and the way she just like flips around, and they pull the the one the Yelena or the pose that Yelena is constantly making fun of Natasha about, where she kind of does the you know the the thing on the ground and picks her head up. She does it just as right back to her Taskmaster in the same moment. I mean that scene gave me chills. My daughter, well, it was funny. Both my kids were intense, but my daughter afterwards, I said, you know, what do you think of the movie? She's like. It was intense. Like I was nervous the whole movie, and and that's a good thing, right? Because they they really brought the action with this film and really brought everything you would want them to bring in it and make it just as badass, just as as you know visceral as movies like Winter Soldier, all the Captain America movies. Like that's really what this was. Um, <clears throat> you know, I thought it was great. The um, idea of the antidote I thought was cool, and kind of having that be the MacGuffin that they're chasing kind of throughout this movie. Um, was cool you know Drakoff learning that there is kind of this antidote and um you know we we in the very beginning when we see yelena get hit in the face with it it uh cut the chip out of her leg i mean right away you're like whoa like what's going on and you're just cutting her leg open but then you learn what it is and um you know of course you knew that we were going to have a scene where we were going to get all these widows kind of together and have the big poof go off and, and kind of clear their minds um Drakov's method for not allowing them to attack him was a bit odd a bit interesting but 
Um, you know, uh, Natasha's way around that. Wow. You know, the minute he kept kind of, at first when he punches her first in the face, I was like, whoa, we're seeing some, you know, man on woman violence, which, you know, sure, whatever. You, you see that in some films and especially superhero films. Um, but it went a little above me. And then I said, I even said it out loud to my, to my wife, kids, I'm like, she's trying to get her nose broke. Well, sure enough, she does, but it's not essentially by him. It's her smashing her face into the table, which was just ridiculous. Uh, I love that. I thought that was awesome. Um, you know, to go back to the family dynamic, I think that they really kind of drummed that home, and, and it was uh, awesome to see. Um, David Harbour, uh, Rachel Weiss, and, uh, of course, you know, uh, Florence and, and Scarlett really delivered a great, great uh, – just performance, you know, when they're all sitting at the table and there's kind of that awkwardness when he puts the suit on and they're talking, you know, kind of at one moment they're a loving family and then they're this kind of disbanded family. And then, you know, I love the scene of uh, Yelena and uh, Alexi kind of in the um, in the room and he starts singing American Pie. And there was just so many moments like that that this film actually kind of really, really kind of touched you, you know, kind of touched you, bring it, bring it home, man. It, it was it was great. Um, and then, you know, of course, the, the action scenes in here. I mean, the final scene of the, the giant Red Room um, facility crashing and, uh, you know, kind of the fight in the sky. All of that was just awesome. And that that actually makes me a little bit disappointed we didn't see it in the theater because I knew those moments were going to be just epic in the theater. It was still great at home. We had the surround sound going. You know, we had all that. Um, but that was a moment I'm sure would have been just amazing um, on the big screen. And, uh, I know even like 3d, I think, uh, Matt Clark from the discord is going to see this thing in 3d or maybe I think he saw it yesterday in 3d, um, which is cool, but I do want to go see the, or watch it again here. Now that we have premier access, I'm definitely going to be watching it again, probably going to watch it again this weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe after that, and like I said, I want to get a, sp- a bigger spoiler cast. I mean, it's kind of just my initial impressions here and uh, a couple little things that kind of stuck out to me. Um, but I want to kind of jump in a little bit more and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can really, um, pick it apart. Uh, especially with kind of what this means moving forward uh, for the MCU. Uh, but all right, well, let's get to it for me here today, guys. Uh, again, tomorrow, the finale for Loki. So, man, we're getting, we got two back-to-back Marvel spoiler casts here coming up. Uh, so we'll be jumping into that tomorrow. Uh, again, if you uh, don't watch the movie or haven't watched the, uh, um, the episode, don't listen to the podcast tomorrow until you watch it. Uh, we're going to be picking that thing apart. I can't wait to see where that's going to go. Uh, as always, let me know your thoughts here on Black Widow. If, you, if you've seen it, I want to know what you think. Any thoughts, any theories, especially with that post credit scene. Where do you think it's going? Hit me on Twitter at Marturka, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Or, of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Well, everybody, that's going to do it for me today. Until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.